yeah, that, that would have been better. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, see? <laughs> Wait, start it again. <laughs> I never realised you can hear Joe say ball sack right at the start of it. Ball sack. Listen. I've, I've only just heard it. I thought at first you were going like Musa. <laughs> Maybe it is. Right, um, I think that's uh, Sam checked enough, man. Hello. Yes. Aloha. Bonjour. Bonjourno. Guten Tag. Hola. And welcome. Hey up. Konnichiwa. Welcome to the Chamber of the Elders, episode 7 time. One seven. We're nearly an illegal adult. Yeah. In terms of it. Age just got a provisional license. Yes, so booked some lessons. Expensive nowadays, aren't they? Podcast gonna be driving around. Yeah, <laughs> on the road. Look out for elders on the road. So if you are in the if you are on the roads in the Leeds area, do yeah. watch out. Yeah, be, Ser- be seriously, careful, actually watch out. We're not capable. People. No, but we are capable of recording podcasts. I like to think quality broadcasting of the highest degree. Quality. Yeah. Degree. Degree. Caliber. Caliber. There we go. There we go. The, That's highest the, only one. the highest caliber. Joey, you said you had some uh, Elon Musk, Musk news. Musk news. Yes, he seems to be sort of a mainstay in our podcast. And he seems to be losing it simultaneously, which is um, good for us. And mm-hmm. we are charting the Musk downfall here on Chamber of the Elders. So, Joe, what's the latest? The latest on Musk Watch. Musk Watch. <laughs> with a really subtle boy. Um, well, uh, yeah, basically that um, lovely diver, the British dri- uh, diver, yeah. who uh, helped save the uh, Thai kids. Yes, yeah. we, we covered Wait, this. Wait, were they in... Thai? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was in Thailand. Oh, were they? Yeah, yeah. No, were they on a field trip or something? No, no, they were Thai they kids were... on a school trip. Yeah, no, no, trip, no it was yeah. in Thailand still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, we covered a lot of this in episode nine, didn't we? Mm-hmm. So, as as we, I think we've covered before, Musk brought along some mad submarine like a cave sub uh cave sub designed at, at like the HyperX yeah. place right or yeah the tesla place and he brought it along and they were like oh thank you very much elon musk but actually we're all right and <laughs> he he <laughs> like not like not like you know in a mean way not yeah. like they invited him they it, were like thank you for, for trying and but like logistically, we have this plan set up, and there's no room for this weird cave sub you've made. Yeah. Um, that so no one asked you to make. No, no, no one asked you to do this. He was the child like, cave rescue pod decks. Yeah. So he three thousand. So one of the British divers he accused of being a pedo, completely unfounded. No, <laughs> no, nothing, nothing to back it up. So ha- well, what's no, happened it's, now? It's he um, accused it of being a, a PR stunt, didn't he? Oh god! Uh, yeah, guy. I think he was a bit like yeah. It's obviously a PR thing. So Elon Musk called him a pedo because he lives in Thailand, and Elon Musk seems to think that all so another man from another well, country being interested in Thailand is because of the stereotype of the sex yes. slave industry. There. This is what's just come out in this email that's been leaked. Musk 
using, you know, his genius at certain billions, uh, started an email conversation with a journalist saying, this is off the record, by the way. But a journalist never agreed to that, and being off the record is a two-way agreement. So they weren't off the record, so the journalist was like, you know, just didn't say anything. It was like, yeah. oh, I'm totally oh. going to type up his crazy rant later. His okay. Cra- and his crazy rant included uh, calling the uh, diver a, um, a child rapist. And uh, He's doubled down. Doubled down. He's doubled down on the weird pedophile accusations. Yeah. That's a, that's a bold strategy, I mean, Cotton. You, you know, have you been following, since we're doing a Musk update, the whole thing with Azealia Banks beefing yeah. with Elon Musk? Yeah. Oh yeah, what the hell wasn't she like? She she so knows gr- she knows Grimes somehow. Grimes, of course, being the musician dating Elon Musk, and yeah. and so Grimes and Azealia Banks for some reason were going to collaborate, and Grimes invited her around to Elon Musk's house, so so that's where they would, you know, make the music yeah. or whatever. But like apparently, and I don't know the full thing off the top of my head, but Azealia Banks went on this one of her classic. Twitter dump rants <laughs> where she was posting screenshots of texts between them and stuff and they ba- basically she she turned up at Musk's house and she'd been there for like a couple of days and Grimes wasn't there. She was saying she was <laughs> seeing like Elon Musk on acid tweeting about this this you know the Tesla stock thing mm-hmm. which is a whole other thing. He Yeah, yeah, he, I he, about that. the stock being 420. The the leaked text Grimes was saying that she got Elon Musk into weed and that he said it at the 420 for a joke. <laughs> yeah, because well, no, didn't she say that he'd worked it out to something like four nineteen? So he rounded it up as a joke. Yeah, yeah. um, and there was like this whole meltdown, and then of, uh, and she was saying weird shit, saying it was like being in a real life episode of Get Out, you know the film. Yeah, wasn't she claiming that like she couldn't leave, like she wasn't allowed to leave or something? Something I don't like even that. know. And then she was claiming that they wanted to do a threesome with her, but I think that was just her completely off the chain saying shit. I mean, Azealia Banks yeah. is one of the least credible sources in hip-hop, and that's saying something. So, so Elon Musk's lawyer put a statement out, Elon Musk has never met this woman. <laughs> 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 and I think she's since put an apology out, saying it's none of it's true. I, I don't know how much she's denied or yeah. confirmed. No. She actually needs help. And is going to be one of your guys' topics in an upcoming episode. I can't wait for that. Definitely. Yeah. That's Musquatch. 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 We, we need to get a little jingle. And uh, I, I was just thinking that. I'll put that down in my notes. Yeah. Uh, Musk jingle. <laughs> Musquatch. How about that? Yeah, I think that'll work. Uh, right, shall we crack on then? Yes, shall we roll the dice? Yes, let's dice. roll the dice. Number four, roll again. That doesn't count. Number four, roll again. No. Number three, Joe Parr. Oh, is it me? Is <laughs> it? Right, okay. Um, You've only got one <laughs> shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One opportunity. Do not. Who sent me this top of the game? Yeah, it was my... Explain why. Well, I've set Joe this week, Elder Parr. He's been instructed to research Eminem. The rapper, because he's in the news at the moment, isn't he? With his oh, yes. surprise album that's come out. Brand new album. Stirring yeah. up a bit of controversy. Kamikaze. Uh, yeah, and um, I, I I, don't know, I figured we could share our thoughts on the new album and what's going on at the moment, and then maybe have a little discussion about what we all think of Eminem yeah. as like the the monstrously successful rapper that he undeniably is. I'm, going, um, I'm looking forward to that part. Yeah, yeah. Um... Should I tell you how monstrously successful he is? Yeah, how do you want to start it? 
what, 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 what leave it with you, Jay? I'm Go just going to rattle off some of his accolades, including 220 million records sold. 220 million records sold? Jeez. The ninth wow. most ever. Wow. Ninth most ever in yeah. all the world. In all the history of artists ever, yeah. Wow. Well, what, well we've, got, we've had Hugh walk into the studio. Hi, Hugh. Hugh, do you want to give us just a, a quick uh, summary of Eminem and what he means to you? Ooh. Okay, one he of the greatest the... ever, but went too far with a Tyler thing. I'm gonna, uh, don't worry, that's gonna yeah. be a big part of what I'm gonna talk about. Yeah, not just the Tyler thing, just like, well, we'll get into it. We'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so keep on listing these. Well, he's won an Oscar, fifteen Grammys, only you know, first rapper ever to win an Oscar. Yeah, as well. Eight consecutive number one albums, which is the most yeah. ever. That's a lot. That is a lot. Which, which. Eight. Like, did it start with his first one? And I think no, no, it didn't. Because his first one, Infinite, was a commercial failure. Yeah. Was Slim Shady LP? Yeah, That's I think it big, was. I think it was Slim Shady LP. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, well, anyway, anyway, you know how he started off. You seen Eight Mile? It's yeah. basically that, but not exactly. Uh, but he started off. He was in a couple groups. He was in D12. You know, D12, obviously. Yeah. Purple. Pills. Did he start that or? Yeah, he was one of the founding members, along with Proof and all the other guys no one knows, really. Um, and Soul, before D12, though, he was in another group called uh, Soul Intent. Soul is in, like, you know, a soul, like, what religious people believe in. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, the music. Yeah. Uh, not like the fish or the bottom of the shoe. Okay. <laughs> okay. Understood. Or the music. Understood. No, no, like the music. What? Soul music. You said soul like soul, though. Yeah, soul like soul. They're just felt the same. Yeah. Soul and soul. S O U L. Yeah. No, I, I knew they spelled the same, but I thought you were actually meaning the like. Oh, well, it could be either. Souls. It could be either. I don't know if they were. Well, they were very like rock inspired, actually. Like, yeah. uh, they were like just really Beastie Boys ish, basically. It was all like the beats were like you know rock beats. His, his new album's cover is a Beastie Boys homage, isn't it? Yeah, uh, an homage to the, License the, to Ill. The plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty great. Um. So anyway, and I think like a lot of our listeners and most probably everyone will have a good knowledge about Eminem and all the stuff he's done. Just in my own personal experience, like Eminem's like quite big for me, sort of like as part of my childhood, because I think Eminem might have been like the first like form of sort of entertainment first like song or film or tv show or anything like that eminem songs were the first time i was ever exposed to like you know horrible shit (laughs) yeah because my dad um he's got the weirdest music taste like he loves like leonard cohen and nick cave and tom waits and all that kind of good stuff like you know depressing men singing Uh uh but then he always, like, loved Eminem, like, massively. Yeah. Listens to, like, no other hip-hop, but always loved Eminem. And, like, when I was, like, five or six, he would play, like, Marshall Mathers LP, like, in the <laughs> in the car. Yeah, well, I mean, that's got on it, it's, like... Criminal? Ob- ob- yeah. Ob- Criminal's a horrible song. All about... <laughs> is that the one all about the murder and the... 
Yeah, well, I mean, partly, but, like, it, it begins... Well, Criminal starts with, like, you know, all these... You know, I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically, like, all these idiots believe, like, think, like, what I say on the records is what I actually think or what I actually do. Yeah. Well, if you do think that, I'm going to actually fucking kill you. Yeah. Which is, like, haha, tongue-in-cheek, whatever yeah. sort of thing. And then, like, the first verse is all about hating gay people. And, like... And, like oh, and, like, it's that one. Yeah. And, like... It's crazy, like Anderson Cooper, you know the uh, the reporter in America, yeah, who's gay. Yeah, he he interviewed Eminem once, and he, he he like read out some of the lyrics from Criminal, and he was like, "So what's that about?" And Eminem was like, um, "Oh, you know those words we just used in like battle rap, and it meant like just someone. This is a disparaging word. It wasn't like directed at the gay community, but like part of the lyrics to Criminal is like hate fags. I sure do, or whatever it is." Yeah. yeah. And it's like, shut up, Eminem, you bellend. Trying to justify it. Yeah, utter retrospectively. That's... At the same time, though, like, I don't think he, he... He doesn't actually hate gay people. He came out in support of gay marriage. He, yeah. He, he's actually close friends with Elton John. Who has spoke out and said he's not homophobic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did the famous performance together, whatever oh, award yeah. show that was. Uh, 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 Elton John sang uh, the, the chorus to Stan. Um, and also when Eminem was like rehabbing, you know, one of the few times he did, cause yeah. you know, he's had addiction problems throughout his life, basically Laid into pretty bad health problems. Yeah. Times. Elton John was like his sort of, not like sponsor, but he was kind of like he, Elton John would like ring him up every week to like see how he was doing on his like rehabbing and things. Now then Slim. <laughs> oh, hello Slim. Slim Shady. Uh, you know, the name originated from... D12 like had like the idea was like they were gonna all have alter egos and Slim Shady was the one Eminem made yeah and then yeah. it became like such a big thing because ah. before he made Slim Shady like Infinite part of the reason Infinite wasn't a commercial success is because like it, you know his flow was amazing and stuff but lyrically there was nothing like kind of new about it kind of thing yeah and then Slim Just Shady and then like playing it safe yeah and then adding all the sort of violent. You know, com- com- comical, violent, offensive stuff. It's almost like a cartoon. You know, it's like one of those hyper-violent cartoons that, that are like kids' cartoons. Dude, it's so... Uh, ironically. It's so of the time. The late yeah. 90s, early 2000s, like, it's... Cr- Just think about it. Like, Eminem coming up at that time. South Park coming up yeah. at that time. With some massively yeah. offensive shit. In WWE, there was the Attitude Era. You know, which is like when all the, you know, degrading stuff to women happened oh, and, right. and everything like that. Like, late night, like that, like, period, late, late 90s, early 2000s, so much of the popular stuff back then you could not ever put out now. And that's part of the problem yeah. with Eminem now. Because, like, Kamikaze, it's like, yeah, going back to my battle rapping days where I'm going to be dissing all the bitches. Uh, but then, like, you know, all the bitches nowadays are like, eh, don't diss us. <laughs> It's, yeah, I w- Yeah, this is mainly why I wanted to talk about him because it's like the way I see it is Eminem's not really changed, but the world it's a reflection has. of society's yeah. changed. He's always been such a really controversial person. You know, the biggest things with his new album, people don't like the whole the homophobic thing against yeah. Tyler, which in itself is really fascinating because of how Tyler an odd future were influenced by Eminem and how they themselves yeah, have yeah. said things. Yeah. The, the, there's layers to it, as unacceptable as it is at the end of the day. Although I was surprised when I actually listened to it, the word itself is censored. He doesn't say. Oh, right. 
Yeah. Isn't he? It's like a... You, I can see why you called yourself a... It, yeah, yeah. It's like scratched. Sure, you didn't have a sense of version. No, no, I looked it up. It, it has been. But people don't, know, his... people don't know whether he did it or some executive was like, nope, I'm not going to have you saying that. Loads of his lyrics throughout his career, even earlier in his career, are like that. Mm. Like, on the first D12 album, there's like full-on like four or five songs where there's just like gaps in it and like you know what they used to censor it not like you know a record scratch or a bleep it was always children or women screaming yeah <laughs> i was i was listening to the slim shady lp earlier today you know the paul skits that mm-hmm. are in a few of his yeah. albums where yeah, it's, yeah. his manager or someone he yeah, has him yeah. like ringing him up and leaving a voicemail and then the slim shady one it's like i just listened to the album i'm not fucking with this the the whole christopher reeve thing <laughs> you you know he's dead right <laughs> T- talking about incest and gay people, I, I'm not. I'm not fucking with this. <laughs> I, I just. D- I don't even. So it's a, So it's. It's like a. It, it's bad, but it's. It's always been tongue in cheek. The skit, skit. Even, yeah. No, no, no. It, it, you know, you say it's always been tongue in cheek, but you know the skit. Um. Well, well uh, what, a lot what, of it has. No, what? What's it called? Uh, the one off of um, figures off encore, or um, or goddamn. Actually, I think it's off Eminem show, where. You know, he married Kim twice. Yeah. Kim, who oh. he has a song about murdering. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's water under the bridge now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, he married her uh, once. Um, I have it written down. Where was it? Yeah, yeah. What For two years, from 99 to 2001, and then for like, you know, from January to April 2006. Yeah. So cumulatively, like, two and a bit years. But... um. Him and, yeah, Kim, apparently, I think this was like 2001, uh, kissed a guy in a parking lot. Um, right. Apparently, she was like, it was like after a bar had closed, and apparently she was like, it was a goodbye kiss. Like, she was kissing everyone in this group goodbye. Like, you know, on the cheek, kind of. Oh, right. You know, like a French person. Yeah. And Eminem saw this and came over and pistol whipped the guy. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. And, and on... With a gun. With a gun. Yeah, with, it, with an unloaded gun, but like with a gun. <laughs> Pistol whip the fuck out. And then like, I think it's on the Eminem show, there's a skit, which is like a recreation of, well, not a, a, a factual recreation. It's like a yeah. skit where Eminem's like with someone in the car and he's like, oh, park up, park up. She'll be coming out in a minute. And the guy's like, oh, I don't like this M or whatever. Oh, shit. Why'd he bring that? It's like, shut up. It ain't loaded, bitch. <laughs> And then, like, at the end, it's like, is he kissing her? He's kissing her. And then he, like, gets out and beats the guy up. So it's like, you, you say it's all tongue-in-cheek, but, like... Okay, he, that one. He, I didn't know about that he one. He takes experiences from, like, like, you know, legal things that have happened to him. And it's like, yeah, ah, yeah, fuck it. And, like, loads of his lyrics, like, you know, I mean, it's well-documented. Like, all this shit with his mum. His mum's suing him for $10 million for defamation because of all the shit he says about her and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like... He doesn't give a fuck, really, does he? No, no, no he which he, like, you know, has a whole song about as well. Just don't well, give a yeah. fuck. His relationship with his mum and Kim, even in, in his lyrics, uh, you know, is quite vivid, what he paints. Well, yeah, obviously it's vivid. He's an incredible wordsmith. There's no mm. doubt about it. He's one of the greatest of all time in terms of like rapping ability. You can't deny that, even if you don't like what he raps about. It's just, you know, would he be as big as he is if he didn't rap about what he rapped about early in his career? That's the no. 
No, I don't think so. No, he really was tapped into the cultural zeitgeist at the yeah, time, yeah, like you know, yeah. around the millennium. Everyone was just like, "Ha, ah, screw." Well, I've kind of had that feeling critters. with Eminem for a few years that he sort of taken his finger off the pulse and just stagnated almost. Well, it's interesting you say that because, like, I agree, like in terms of artistically, mm-hmm. but commercially. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The past, like, you know, Kamikaze's, like, going to be breaking records, apparently, and stuff. Yeah. Even there's one before that, Revival, which, by all accounts, was really wank. That still did well, didn't it? Truly wank. Yeah. That's all the thing. New Eminem. I haven't even listened to Revival, because I heard it was so bad. Marshall Mathers LP wasn't... uh, The the second one, Marshall Mathers LP 2, wasn't that great either. No. Um, I've listened to Kamikaze though. I do like a fair portion of it. I like bits of it. It's got it's some just... filler, uh, but the tracks where he's going in, it's like, yeah, reminded yeah. me of old Eminem. No, nah, it's good to see him going in again. It's just I wish he'd go in more, like you know, sort of on the people who kind of deserved it. Yeah, I, I suppose that's a fair point. Because what the fuck did Tyler do? Did he say that? He did he say some shit about revival? Oh, uh, yeah, I think it. he did, actually. But, like, Tyler, like, was, like, a big, like, you know, he was, like, bumping relapse back in the day and stuff. Yeah, for for all we know, Tyler fucking loves it. He does. Yeah. He's clearly I'm not sure too bothered by the word, because even even though he's now since come out and all that stuff, he, he used that word all the time. Yeah, yeah. but I don't With, know. He might be a bit bothered at one of his idols using the word directly mm, against him. Maybe, but he could. You might also like it. Yeah, he might. A, be, a lot of the honest. rappers have been called out. Have been like, ah, oh, yeah. Did you see? You know Not that Machine rapper, Gun Kelly. Though. No, he didn't like it. But that rapper, yeah, he's, he's that rapper Hopson. Oh, does he call that Hopson? He mentions Hopson at one point, and Hopson like recorded a video where he's like, "Oh my God, Eminem said my fucking name. I gotta call. My, <laughs> I gotta call my mom." And he's like proper freaking out about it. Hopson, my he, God, he knows I'm, who I am. <laughs> see, I've not heard that name in like four or five fucking years. Is the thing, like, yeah, and Eminem brings him up. Yeah, resurrecting the dead. Oh, I hope Hopson doesn't come after us. No, Mr. Hobson, please. please, please, no, no. Don't Why? do it, Hobson. Don't do, don't do us like that, Hobson. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else I've got written in my notes. I oh. I see Eminem is like early Eminem, the Slim Shady era and stuff, and then there's like mid tier Eminem when he was first really famous, sort of. You what know, do you like mid tier Eminem when he was like, 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 like Marshall middle. Mathers and Slim Shady LP. No, no, that's early. I'm saying then you've got like Lose Yourself and the oh yeah, Curtain Call, the the mid noughties. Yeah. But yeah. that's when he was more famous than ever. But like yeah. that's when he was. Then he had a stroke, right, and had to go to rehab from the p- opioid addiction. Was it a stroke? I, and, the, I, and there's like recovery and re- relapse and recovery, and they're like a sort of a duo. I know it's because like. He was taking loads of methadone. Like someone like gave him methadone and told him like, "Oh, it's um like oh what I, I forgot what to say." But basically, he took all his methadone and like had to be rushed to the hospital because he overdosed on it. And uh, and the doctors were saying like, "Wow, the amount of methadone you took that's like the equivalent of like four massive bags of heroin." Wow, Jesus Christ! He was apparently like hours from death. Yeah, imagine if Eminem had died around like. 2008 or whenever that was. Yeah, I know. That would be crazy. 
that's the thing about Eminem. He is. I hope he doesn't die. I was thinking as well a lot. I've seen a lot of memes and stuff about like, oh, Eminem's cancelled now and Eminem's just lost it and stuff. But you can't say that when he's putting out like an album that's like you said, smashing records and yeah, and uh, he wants the controversy. The worst thing that this album could could have happened with this album is no one talking about it. And he's yeah, got yeah. like a ride or die fan base that's huge anyway. Yeah. So indeed. the more people hating on him and sharing memes about him, it's 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 part of the, it's what it the whole album's yeah. about because it's, it's the about Kanye effect. Yeah, it, that's that's very true actually. It's sort of like the K- Kanye thing. The Kanye effect, where he says a load of shit, people get mad, but it's yeah, no 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 news is bad news. He's too big to fail. Yeah. He's like the rap equivalent of goddamn Enron. Yeah. Yeah. He's like an institution in hip hop. Yeah. Eminem. Unless he comes out with some like properly disgusting shit that like disgusts everyone. Like if he if he came out, you know, if he came out with like a song where he was just talking about how like admitting to be a pedophile or something, and the whole song was him like spitting some incredible bars, but they were all about fucking kids. Maybe that would do it. Yeah, yeah. something on that level. I but then there'd still be it. a contingent of people being but like, yeah, it's about fucking kids, but like, listen to his flow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that flow, though. <laughs> I don't think he'd do that. I but hope it, not. <laughs> Eminem, as regressive as he is, is randomly woke in some ways. He's like one of the biggest rappers who blasts Trump. That's true, yeah, don't that you think? And, and like a, fi- a fair portion of his fan base uh, are quite Republican and stuff. Yeah, because so they he... love all his misogynistic, homophobic stuff. So randomly, him being against Trump, you got. I think you got to give props for. Um, and then, like we were saying, he's not actually homophobic. Just does homophobic stuff. He is. It's like I don't. I don't know because if you, if you do homophobic things and say homophobic things and not only say homophobic things but like write it as <laughs> lyrics to a song that you put out and distribute to the general public does that not make you a homophobe i suppose he would say that you should know the context yeah the context of <laughs> of hate fags yeah i do yeah oh well but he's not saying that he's really not saying that really i get yeah. i guess the beginning of the song is all about like people think like what i you know people think i mean what i say and i don't mean what i say or yeah it's one of those like I'm gonna. In, in a lot of ways, it's like I'm gonna raz society by freaking out the squares. It's, it's, it. it's sort of that thing, and it's it's gone from the conservative people freaking out about it to now the the more liberal people freaking out about it. That's he's, actually really. He's still doing funny. the same thing. He's point that out, yeah. In yeah. a way, yeah. It's just it's reflective of of our culture. Yeah, the society's changed. Yeah, isn't the world a crazy place? It is indeed. Shall we wrap it up there? What's yeah. your favorite Eminem album and song? Marshall Mathers LP and uh, come back to me for the song. Okay. Um, I'm I'm not a massive Eminem like favorite Eminem thing. Uh, Lose Yourself's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty iconic. I like the Some Shady LP. Um, favorite Eminem album view. It's between Marshall Mathers LP, the first one and the second one. Of course, yes. I don't think you need to, uh, you know, say yeah, that. And, and Infinite, his first album. Which really? Ooh. I should listen to that. Interesting choice. I think my favourite song of his might possibly be... You know what? 
It's not my favourite song of his, but can we talk about Stan for a second? And yeah, um, okay, we'll finish and, it on Stan. And when we saw Eminem at Leeds Fest. I do like yeah. Stan. So we saw Eminem at Leeds Fest, and he brought out Dido herself mm-hmm. to sing the chorus of Stan. Yep. And then he only did the first two verses. Yep. If there's any song you cannot cut short, it's Stan. Otherwise, it's just a song about a fan that's slightly annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, like, what the fuck? And he got Dido herself out. Yeah, he did. To do, like, two rounds that's of the chorus. That's the excess of Eminem, isn't it? He did, like, Love the Way You Lie in its entirety. The but that, that one's massive, though. Yeah, it's Stan. just not it's not for it's us Stan's Stan, massive it was yeah, ranked the third greatest hip hop song of all time by someone I can't remember by yourself no it wasn't myself it was like MTV or something well fuck you Eminem there we go yeah, yeah. You, you'll finish it on that yeah don't you know send a diss track at us but fuck you in some way I'd love it if Eminem yeah, called I us out yeah. right, and I think that, yeah. that would get the uh, listener flow we would, have, we would have more than eight followers on Twitter then. Yeah. We? Mm, if you're one of our eight followers, uh, uh, please spread us like a yeah. virus. Yeah, S- you... send, uh, send us an email, though. Yeah, if you're one of our eight followers on Twitter, email us, yeah. And Elders we'll, we'll give you a prize. At Gmail. We'll give you a sexy no, prize. Com. Sexiness to be We'll determined. be right back, ladies and gentlemen. I'll do this. Well, my daddy was a strict disciplinarian. When we done wrong, he'd strip us butt naked, lay us out in the sun, and cover our bodies with bacon, lean bacon. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this. Oh, yes. Who who was that that man? I had no idea. Never never heard of him before in my life. Lean bacon. That'd, uh, be enjoy, That'd be a good rap name. That'd be a good rap name. Lean bacon. Lean bacon. Right. Are we ready to roll the die? I would, yeah. Do 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 four. Oh. There's not a four. Do, 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 do. Three. I've already gone. Do, 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 do. One. That's me. Multiple hard. Now I set your subjects. Yes, you did. I forgot why it was I set you. <laughs> have a, have a guess. You. What do you think you told me to talk about? It was something that, but it was definitely something that I just thought of at the very at that films, moment. Films, mysterious films. No, I can't remember. What was it? Pixar. Pixar. That was it. Pixar Studios. It's because of the lamp. I just remember. We got now. a new lamp, and it looks lamp. a bit like the Pixar lamp. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't jump about and stuff. Not that we know of. Although. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, Pixar. But yeah, Pixar. We all know. Do we all love Pixar? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't really. I've not. I can't think of a Pixar film I've seen that I've disliked. Yeah, no, yeah Pixar nowadays. No, I've not seen all of them. I think they've gone a bit mental once that now they joined the Disney umbrella. They joined I the Disney. They were always under the Disney. No, no. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, no. They became a subsidiary. They became a subsidiary of Disney in 2006. Oh shit! Um, when Disney merged their stock with them, yeah, didn't actually like buy them. Just a. It converted their stock like, like it became a big corporate blob like what um, sorry like a yeah. like if you imagine all the stocks yeah, in, yeah. in on the interwebs and they were all smushing together and, and um at the time that made steve jobs who had a massive stake of pixar 
was involved in like financially founding it in a way. He he was the biggest shareholder in Disney after that merger for a while. Was he now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that didn't last though because he wasn't too interested in Disney. Yeah, he, I was gonna say, why the hell weren't there like loads of Disney co-signed iPhones coming out and stuff? Like imagine that, like a, that, like a phone that was like Mickey Mouse head shaped. Disney it? and Apple mm-hmm. would be a horrible monopoly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dapple. We'll we'll shoot back uh, thirty. Two years from the Disney merger. It's Buy your iPhones, kids. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Um, there was. Uh, I won't go into it too much because, like, there's been a lot said about Pixar's history. Mm-hmm. A lot of books written and stuff because they're like so huge. But a group of dudes were trying to innovate computer rendering techniques in the 1970s, and they were trying to make the world's first computer-generated film. This was a group called the Computer Graphics Lab. It was funded by this guy. I can't remember his name, but he was like pumping money into it uh-huh. let's call him greg he wasn't doing so well i think um um and then they were developing some cool tech though uh eventually a load of the people in that group uh were poached by george lucas in a way to go to industrial they went well no they went to lucasfilm all ah, right and and they joined the graphics group at lucasfilm and they were like a big part of that Cool, 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 cool. This is in. Wait, that, was this like? This is nineteen seventy nine. Oh, so this is like during Star Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. When Lucasfilm was like, you know, you know, and then um, in the early eighties, they started working with Industrial Light and Magic, who were another group in Lucasfilm. Yeah, yeah. But they again, they it all became a bit blurred and stuff. And so in the early eighties, they did like some key special effects sequences under Lucasfilm, Star Trek Two, Young Sherlock Holmes. On oh, as computer graphics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like. It was like the early days of CGI yeah. in, in film and stuff. Ooh. Um, for then in 1986, Steve Jobs made a big investment in them. There was a load of business happenings that happen in the in yeah, the Hollywood in land, world. you know, with mergers and deals and acquisitions yeah. and stuff, which we don't handshakes have to, and back pockets. Yeah, and then eventually Pixar, as we know it was essentially born in 86 i think they'd chosen the name pixar because some of the tech they developed was called the pixar engine or something okay ah and then with that big investment they got to work um and eventually the fruits of their labor would pay off nine years later with toy story yes yeah and before that they did that little weird short film didn't they that was like they did a few like alphas and beta projects yeah but have you ever seen like the the proto toy story one where it's like a little film they did about like a a, 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 a cowboy toy, but the animation's so chunky, wrong looking. It was uh, one of those things where it didn't come together till like it all in the last together, few yeah. years when mm. they all put it together and they realized what they'd done. But <laughs> <You> know, <they're laughs> like, what have oh we my done? god, this is incredible! But the thing with Pixar is to come out of the gates with Toy Story as your first feature. Absolutely, just knocking it out of the park. They've never had a film debut that's not been like pretty yeah. well rated. So yeah, I think. Um, let's get into the films now. That was the history. We, well, but we like, all love their films. What's like their lowest ranked film? Might be, the, might be Cars, Cars Two. Cars Two. Cars, Cars, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I think Cars Three did, did a bit they do better. Planes. Yeah, no, yeah, that was Disney. That was like another was studio Disney, in yeah. Disney. Um, but yeah, Cars is like one where Pixar have seemingly gone fuck it we want that merch money yeah and then, oh, well God, no I think what, Disney have gone yeah and it, we Disney Disney <laughs> hoover up the money That's it. maybe <laughs> Disney go like okay do Cars and Cars 2 and, and then, then you, you can, can have do, like three you can do a Brave yeah or, or a Last Dinosaur or... you see they got well Disney got into a load of shit with Brave 
Why? Because obviously Brave doesn't look like your typical Disney princess, you know, yeah. busty, nice yeah. figure. And, She's just you know. like squatting ginger. Yeah, well, but when she was inducted into the Disney Hall of Princesses, <gasps> they dolled oh, her up and like yeah. re- redrew Lit- her. Like literally dolled against her up. The, against yeah. literally the point of the film, yeah. which is her wanting to be her own person and not rejecting the princess archetype. Yep. God damn it, Disney. Why can't you get get with it? Let's get with it. Ooh. What is your favorite Pixar film? Ooh, maybe Toy Story because you know Toy nostalgia Story, and feels and Toy yeah, Story music one. and everything. Yeah, yeah. What? Oh, you know what? Toy Story one, but Toy Story three is just one of the greatest films ever yeah, made. I that's think. Very good. Yeah. Well, let's just—I'll just go through the list. It was we'll... like at the end of Toy Story three. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! But at the end of Toy Story 3, right, when it looks like they're all about to die, like, it was, like, you know, I knew in my mind, uh, like, this is a Pixar film, they're not all about to die. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, ah, they're all about to die! That's how good that film is. I you think know especially then, for us, though. Yeah, because it was, like, we've grown up with it. Like, we, yeah. we were, like, Andy's age and stuff. You know their next film is Toy Story 4. Yep. Really? Next mm-hmm. year, yeah. No way! June Monsters next Inc. year. I think is has got a lot of good. I've Monsters got a lot of nostalgia for Monsters Inc. There's loads of good, just good I, scenes Also a great I, soundtrack. They always have such good Mo- soundtracks. Monsters Inc. was one of the first films I saw in the cinema. I think it might have been like after the Pokemon movie. Uh, really? I saw Monsters Inc. Sick. And I loved it. Um, what's your favourite one, Steve? You I, say I Monsters, Inc. Monsters Inc. Probably Toy Story. I agree with you. The, the nostalgia just edges it. I, I, I quite like The Incredibles. Incredibles the is great. Incredibles. Incredibles. But I've, I've not seen it in years. I need to rewatch it. They, yeah. I share a surname with the Incredibles. Yeah. Mm. The Pars. The Pars. Yeah. Mm. Well, their first one, of course, with Toy Story. Classic. Yep. Classic film. What was the next one after that? Bugs Life. Oh. I, actually, that might be my number two. Cause Bugs Life is excellent. Bugs Life is amazing. Danny DeVito as the Ladybird. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Dennis. Um, oh, what's his face? Is Hopper? Oh, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. No, he is. Yeah, he is Dennis Hopper, and he's not. Is he called? He's not he's called, called Hopper. Hopper. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the casting in this film is great. Um, I used to. All right. I um. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was me who had it. Like someone bought me it for Christmas, but I used to have like a little like toy Hopper, but it was more like a model than a toy. Yeah. But it was also like a like uh, like. It, 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 like a sent like a sensing robot, like it could tell when you were stood in front of it. And it yeah, would it move and stuff? And it would move and I it, it would say that. like it'd say I like do. fucked up creepy hopper shit like, Hey, we're gonna get those ants or whatever. Spoilers again at the end of the film when Hopper gets carried away by that bird. Which is amazing. And he's like screaming and stuff, that's pretty dark for, yeah, it's pretty for dark. a kid's film. That is really dark. But you get away with the dark shit because it's the bad guys. After Bugs Life, it was Toy Story 2. Amazing. Originally g- originally going to be a straight-to-video. What? Yeah. But they decided to... This is too good. Like, yeah. why aren't we just putting this better... Well, not maybe not better, but certainly... Some people th- argue it's Some better. people better, and they were really pleased with how the technology turned out. Like, yeah. they did a lot of improvements on the animation. I can't believe that was nearly straight-to-video. That's blown my you, mind. You want to know another thing about Toy Story 2? A year, a year before it came out, somebody in Pixar accidentally deleted <gasps> the master file of Toy Story 2. Oh. Yeah, I know. Like, literally, it was, they deleted it. Uh, and luckily, one of the staff had a version of the film that they'd been working on at home. 
like ah, a copy that yeah. was like only a month old. Oh. So they could imagine being that guy though, oh. like I, deleting ooh. the film. He did a computer code error, and I think it just went like. <laughs> oh no! What a knob! How was know. how is that not how is that not backed up every ten seconds? I think after that they so, like they definitely changed their policies, didn't they? <laughs> Uh, that was 99, and then, of course, we had Monsters, Inc. after that. A beautiful film. What was that, 2000? 2001 was Jesus Monsters, Christ. Inc. John Goodman, Billy Crystal. Yeah. Billy yeah. Crystal accepted that he took that role because he was offered, uh, was it the role of Woody? He was offered was like, a really he? big role in Toy Story and turned it down because he was like, yeah, computer animation. Wo- Woody was originally going to be a ventriloquist doll yeah. in Toy Story, but they changed it because... the. Because ventriloquist dolls are creepy. creepy. Yeah, the producers were like, "Nah, they're creepy. We don't want it." And and they were like, "Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> you don't want Andy putting his hand up his ass every time." Right? Also, what kid has kids have Even like spacemen and cowboy cowboys? Dolls. They don't have like ventriloquist saw dolls. Yeah. Except for really fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> Monsters Inc. was originally going to be about a guy who gets haunted and all like scared by all the monsters he drew as a kid. Oh, like right. it was all his childhood monster yeah. imagining coming, to, coming life. to life. Like they, they changed it. Ink with a K. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Monsters Inc. is great though, with Boo and all the doors and stuff. And oh, it's amazing, Randall. 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 <gasps> Wait, is that Steve Buscemi? It is, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. Oh. They even give him his eyes, don't they? Yeah. Oh, incredible film. They, no. they followed Monsters Inc. with Finding Nemo. Another great, a classic. Yeah. He's yeah. knocking it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. Finding Nemo's sick, isn't it? I always like the surfer turtle d- dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just ride, ride the current, man. <laughs> mine and the and the shark. Mine, 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 mine. Bruce the shark. Hello there. This show, Bruce. Not food. Not food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, classic, classic bits all around. So, how many more left before they merge? So um, it was 06 they merged. Uh, there's one more film before they were involved with Disney, yeah. which was The Incredibles. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brad Bird. Wall to wall gold so far. Brad though. Bird, who, was he the creator of the Powerpuff Girls? Or did I imagine the Iron, He did The Iron Giant. Brad Bird was involved in, like, Pixar for oh, a long time. He was, like, a creative was... director at it. I swear, he, I swear he was, like, there was some cartoon he did as well. It might not have been The Powerpuff Girls. The Iron Giant. No, 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 I know he did. Was I, did I just say that? Yeah. Um... He's a creative consultant on The Simpsons. Was he? Yeah. Cool stuff. Lots of stuff. The Incredibles is great. Superheroes. Yeah. The first film with humans. With just humans (laughs) in. Yeah. Where all the main characters were humans and stuff. So obviously they were feeling a bit more confident at that time. That they could do humans. What's his... um, What's his name? The the bad guy. Syndrome, isn't it? Yeah, Syndrome. Doesn't he have B on it? No, he has S, and he's like... Oh, he has S. I was going to have a BS, but you know what that was like. <laughs> I think I was mixing up with someone else. It says here he did, like, one episode of Rugrats, and yeah. Ah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, what a random thing. They followed up The Incredibles with Cars, and that was Isn't like... That, is that their first Disney yeah, co-project? Yes, it is. Boo. See, that, to me, looks like a clear... I mean, that does, that's not a stretch for well, a Disney Well, no, no, film. no, because the next few... Yeah. They they after cars, which we I've not seen. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm not I, gonna lie. I just I, booed it, but I've not seen. Out fair. of all of, I'm sure it's fine. But I like out of all the Pixar films, I just don't care about cars. Yeah, yeah um, not really. After cars though, Ratatouille. Have you uh, seen Ratatouille? Film. It is great, film. isn't it? Is it, that Pat Oswalt as well as the as the rat? 
Let me let me do some clicking. Yes, it is Patton Oswalt. What a great comedian! It if is. you're listening, Patton, which I'm sure you're far too busy to do, hit do us up. Yeah, get yeah. in touch. So, Ratatouille, that was great. Um, I re- have you seen Ratatouille? Yeah. Spoilers again. Yeah. Spoilers again. But the scene at the end where the the miserable critic eats eats yeah, his Ratatouille and he goes back in time, to and he's childhood. instantly like, ah, oh, it's an amazing bit. Yeah. So many classic. Films, it's really well after Ratatouille. Wally, oh, come on now. Now, Wally is like one of the greatest films ever. It's just a beautiful piece of of animated cinema. The fact that there's just like barely any dialogue as well, or or, or like big, big swathes of the film have like no dialogue, but it just tells as compelling a story as you know any other, yeah. It's, it's great, just isn't beautiful. It? It's just absolutely, and the message behind it. Ooh, I can't yeah. say enough good things about Wally. After Wally, up. Yeah. Oh come on! <laughs> it's like if you knocking it out of the if park. If you've yeah. never cried to the beginning of Up, then you're like some kind of sociopath, and I don't want to know see, you. See that? Just the thing, you eating through the list. Yeah. Cars one being the first Disney one. Yeah. And Cars, I always my perception of Cars is that it is aimed at actual children. Yes. And not not like everyone. No. Yeah. You know, I've not seen the film either, so I might be jumping to conclusions, but the way it Maybe. was marketed was seemingly way more of a all on out balls to the wall kids film. Yeah. That's yeah. In, it's interesting Which, that none of us have seen cars and yeah. we're all ripping on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could be amazing. But also it just goes to prove your point that it was marketed yeah. as such a kids film that we don't really have interest. We we were all like eleven, twelve when yeah. cars came out, so maybe we were just above caring. Yeah, yeah but, I think so. Because we were, we were all clearly fans of Pixar as well as kids. Whereas, like, like, up and I stuff like that, they'd seem to have, like, a... a cause universal appeal. Like, they mature yeah. a bit? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they're Because, like, more... Ratatouille, Ratatouille, Wally, up, yeah. it gets a bit more mature, doesn't it? And then after up, it was Toy Story 3. Yeah. Oh. Um, before this we move on best. from up, though, the dog, the talking dog in it. Doug, is he Doug. called? Doug, yeah. yeah. My name is Doug, and Hello. I love you. I My master made this necklace. Squirrel! Squirrel! Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I watched Toy Story three in a yeah. um, a dusty old cinema in Tembe. Dusty, yeah, really? Like an old, really old school cinema. I think still yeah. smell the tobacco, <laughs> like in the seats and everything. Yeah, great. That was really cool. But Toy Story three as well is more mature, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's almost. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was almost made for the kids who had grown up since no, watching Toy Story. It definitely it was. It was. It, it, it's a film about growing up. And and how at the end of it, like Andy moves on from the toys. Yeah. So oh. maybe with Toy Story four, it'll it'll be more for the kids again. Yeah. We, we've had our conclusion. We have to let the toys go, like yeah. and Andy did. I don't it's not want for to. us anymore. I don't want to. Well, after Toy Story three, it was Cars two. Which, <laughs> which I, I I sort of clicked on and read through. It's like a spy film. Yeah, really. Where the cars yeah. go to like car Europe and get involved in car spy things. And car Europe. Ma- car ma- spy things. Mater, you know the like redneck pickup truck from it. Yeah. yeah. It's like in some action sequences and shit. And what? I don't know. It just it, again, but again, even Cars Two, like as we were saying, they're getting more mature with the films, and then Cars Two again is is a or not kids. And merch juggernaut. Yeah, I guess they're just proving they can do both. Which, but I don't know. Feeds yeah. into my theory that Disney may be going. Yeah, you you got to give us, give us some commercial merchiness. Yeah, and well, then every now and then you can have like, your own. It's not like you know, Wally and stuff wasn't successful with merch. I guess you can't market every single character. Who's gonna yeah. Who's gonna want to buy an old man from up? 
action figure. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. I guess that's I a good I suppose, point. yeah. Ah, um, uh, whatever. But we're entering now, I have to admit, is the other films after this, I haven't really seen them. I've just sort of fallen off seeing the Pixar films. I I would like to see them all, but I just haven't. What, yeah. What's left? Well, after that was Brave. Yeah. Huh. Very good. Um, is that good? Brave yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what it's about because um, my little cousin was watching it once, and I saw a bit of it. But yeah, I've, I've, I've heard it. I've heard it's good. I've just not seen it yet. Yeah. After Brave, Monsters University, the the Monsters Inc. prequel. Yeah. I've seen that, and I love that. You know, is it good? Yeah, good. it got yeah, kind okay. of like not mixed reviews, but it didn't get like the best reviews considering it was a Pixar film. Yeah. And like my nephew was watching it, so I watched it with him. And like I, I sat down, you know, I sat down all cynical, like, and I was like, "Ooh, this is w- gonna be shit." Yeah. Will it be any good? Will it be rubbish? And it's just, it's great. It's great. Yeah. What's not to love? It's Sam at university, and it's just funny as hell. Yeah, that's good to hear. After Monsters University, it's Inside Out. You know that one about the emotions. I really want to uh, see uh, again, that. I've heard that is that's really good. That's meant to be like their be best good. one in years. Inside Out, then The Good Dinosaur, which I saw marketed. I did even hear about that? I have no idea it's about a, that film it's at all. Apparently, it uses some like quite unusual animation style where the all the scenery is like quite photorealistic, oh. but the characters are quite cartoony. Oh, so, really? And that was a bit divisive amongst critics. That sounds interesting. But it's though. about like it's about like it. a uh, like a I don't know, I, I'm assuming it's like about like an old caveman kid who yeah. gets lost from his family a bit, and he fight, meet, meets a friendly herbivore dinosaur, oh. and they like go oh, on a wait. little adventure. Is it like a vegetarian wait, wait. propaganda film? It I might. I might have be seen bits from that film. Like, yeah. After the good dinosaur, Finding Dory. Yeah, yeah, I heard that wasn't very good. I've not seen it. Yeah, I've heard very mixed up things about that. Mixed ones on Finding Dory. Just slightly off topic while we're on the thing of uh, weird animation. Any of you ever see those Richard Linklater films, Waking Life and uh, A Scanner Darkly? I've seen A Scanner Darkly. That's the the rotoscoped one. Yeah, that's what it's called. Reeves. Yeah, it's cool. Um, We'll talk about that another time. Uh, After Finding Dory, Cars Three. Okay. Fucking Jesus, man. Uh, then Coco, which I think was oh, quite quite that's, liked. That's meant to be really good, isn't it? That's like Mexican. It's like Mexico. Yeah, yeah Coco. Um, oh, is it the one where he's like the story? Goes... The story follows a twelve-year-old boy named Miguel who is accidentally transported to the land yeah. of the dead, where ah. he seeks the help of his deceased musician great-great-grandfather to return him to his family. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It's like a whole day of the dead. And the, and then I love the whole day of the dead like aesthetic. And then yeah. this summer's hit, The Incredibles 2, which I would quite like to see. I definitely want to see that. But Follow you, my relatives on the you, screen. I've read an interview with the guy, uh, Brad Bird, who is the like the guy behind The Incredibles. Yeah. And just some interesting thing I know they did with Incredibles 2 is they intentionally had the animation at the start of the film because it picks up literally right after The Incredibles ends, you know, in the mole guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shows yeah. that. So the animation is purposefully a bit dated then, more like the old film. And as the film goes on, it gets uh, slowly transitions. It gets newer and newer. Seriously. And he was like, in my head, I'd like it to be like, you can watch through both at once and it's not so jarring. And you'll just... Yeah. That's as stuff's happening too, it, the film goes on, they they throw in more stuff. That's really cool. cool. It's interesting to see the thought going into it. And yeah. Like, I like, like that. that. Yeah. Um, what? After... Oh, well, uh, Toy Story 4 is next. And nice. then um, after the release of Toy Story 4, five untitled projects are slated. Um, one of them might be a suburban fantasy film Ooh. Okay. Which, which takes place in a post-magical world without humans populated with elves, trolls, sprites and stuff oh right okay sounds a bit crazy about two elf brothers who lose their fa- who've lost their father 
and they're going on a quest to find him or something. I mean, elves are pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. Elves are pretty cool. But nobody really knows. More I don't know. That. Of course, there's all their short films as well, which are That's always quite lovely. To say, the one end? with the chess man, the man playing chess. Yeah. Remember that one? I think it was on the. I think I had it on the VHS for Bugs Life. Like it played before Bugs yeah. Life started, and it was like the man with the thick glasses. He's in Toy Story too. He's yeah. the guy who stitches up Woody. Yeah, yeah, the collector guy. The, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. I think my favorite one is. Um, is it Paper Mate? Oh. Paper. Well, the, the guy throws the paper airplane yeah. in it. I think flies. that's my favorite. One. Yeah. Oh, I vaguely. I'm gonna have to rewatch. Well, I can't remember later. what. I can't remember what film that was on though. Toy Story three maybe. There's there's quite a few shots related to, um, the films. Like there's yeah. one for Incredibles one called Jack Jack Attack, where it's okay. like yeah, it's what happens yeah, yeah. to the babysitter oh, yeah, looking yeah. after Jack Jack, stuff like that. Um, I've enjoyed this little trip because it's sort of like a trip down memory lane. Yeah, I loved it. Pixar, you know, um, good times. Did you know the guy who played Wally is the same guy who played R2D2? No, yeah. but I do now. Kenny Baker, that's his name, right? No, no, like the voice. The, uh, the voice of Wally is legendary sound designer Ben Burt. Uh, he, he did all uh, the beep, 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 with R2D2. That all, makes sense, and also, I guess. Also, Wally. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been like Kenny Baker making those noises. In a CGI suit. Right, we need, we need a dwarf, but he needs to be like a vocal artist as well. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. shortens the pool a bit. Like, Yeah. Right. Well, thank Pixar. you very much for that, man. Yeah. That's very interesting. I liked it. And we'll be back after a word from these sponsors. Indeed. I'm not with that Hello. Hey. You said we we had a little break there, so we're coming back. Yeah, uh, we're, we're we're trying to reorientate ourselves. We're all out. We of we whack. actually had a break in the break. Yeah, yeah, we actually for one of the few times I actually had a break. I needed a wee. I don't even know who I am anymore. We all needed a wee. Yeah. And then I had a biscuit. No, that's a lie. I'm sorry. My, no, and then my mum showed up. Yeah. Which haunted things. But anyway, Joey, you sent me my subject, which is the final subject for this episode 710. Yeah, it is, isn't it? What do you Big tell the people? Well, yeah, I don't know why I sent you it, but I sent you the subject of freak shows. Freak I just think shows. It's, um, it's a very interesting topic, isn't it? I mean, it is, it is. It was one of the most interesting I've researched so far. Really? Because mm. it's messed up. Well, it's just so much of it. And there's a lot of interesting tales. Yeah, within. let's get into it. So, um, freak shows, if you don't know, is uh, the exhibition of biological rarities, like physically unusual humans, such as people who are uncommonly large or small, like uh, like embarrassing bodies. Yeah, yeah, but like an old school version of it. Yeah, would but embarrassing bodies count as a freak show? Depends. Well, some of them, yeah. A loose definition of the uh, word. And also with the showmanship around Words. it, because it wasn't just like man with a rash. It'd be like, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> this man has a weird what? Look. No, it'd be like, you know, they'd say, oh, the man with the rash, the shape of Christ's face on his back. <laughs> the man with a spot on his knob. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be the man with two knobs. One of them's just really small <laughs> on the end of the other one. Um <laughs> People with both male and female genitals, they were big in the freak show trade and, and other extraordinary diseases and conditions. They were big in it. You make it sound like a, a kind of showbiz. It, dude, it is. Uh, heavily tattooed and pierced people as well, uh, as well as fire eating and sword swallowing. They were all classic freak show tropes. Fire Delicious. eating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. to eat me some fire. Barbecue. So the first uh, like 
records of it were in the mid 16th century, and like they drew big crowds to these events. Just where, go where and see in the world freaks. is this? This is in England. Yeah. Oh yeah. We 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 can. Of course, course it was this. Uh, but it was all over Europe. To be fair, yeah. a lot of like royal families and the high poli enjoyed you know having these freaks come around, wonderful walk around. Thank you. Wonderful. I, w- I saw that written down for the first time the other day. Mm. Mm. High poli. High poli. It's underused. Mm. Uh, but Charles I, in the 17th century, uh, had an exhibition of Lazarus and Jones Baptista Colerado. Ooh. Okay. Um, who were conjoined brothers from Genoa in Italy. Alrighty. And they toured uh, all over Europe. They went to uh, Basel, Copenhagen, Scotland, England, Gdansk, Where were they Germany. conjoined? Uh, so, uh, Lazarus was a pretty ordinary bloke. Right, so he stood, you know, he could converse, you know, he was quite charming, apparently. Okay. Uh, and Doesn't then, sound like a freak to me. Yeah, and then his, but his brother was a parasitic twin, so he wasn't conscious and didn't didn't speak. Oh, and, ah, and ew. he came out attached of, to him. Yeah, he had a, he was uh, so his brother was so Lazarus was a full human, and then he had his brother's uh, right leg. Was it his right leg? Yeah, oh, so his left leg and his torso coming out of his torso. So like from the front, I've got a, I've got an artist sketch Sounds for you guys crazy. to have a look at. Uh, where is it? Uh, no, there he is, Lazarus. I'll put it on the well. On the that's big insane. Screen. His face yeah, is give, like give it a Google. Set. It's on the give it a Google, screen. listeners. Yeah, Lazarus and Johannes Baptiste. And yeah. Oh, that that is quite freaky. His head's like upside down, coming out of this guy's yeah, belly. Yeah. So there's his brother's left leg coming out of his belly. So he wore a big cloak. So he'd cover him up when he wasn't... And he wasn't conscious. Yeah. Did he have, like, a little tiny brother. weenie on his chest then? Uh, no, I think it was that would have been below. They shared a weenie. Yeah. Well, he sired uh, quite a few children. What? Uh, oh, he had over ten kids, yeah. Oh, my what? God. He had sex over ten times. Yeah. Oh, they. They had sex over ten times. Good God. Look, Hugh. Conjoined. But by the belly and upside yeah. down. I... Ha- I th- Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, legitimately, or like with her, her prostitutes. Uh, some legit, some not. What the? Fu- whatever. Uh, was he really rich? Uh, no. Well, he would have been taken care of because he was constantly living in like palaces. And His stuff. clothes look fancy. Yeah. Enough. So he'd wear the cloak when he was uh, when he wasn't performing or exhibiting. And uh, covered his bro. Apparently, if you touched his brother's chest, he'd like lift his arms. And that's that's the most motion his brother made. That would be crazy. Like, he breathed, but he didn't open his eyes and uh, didn't speak or anything. That's weird, man. That's <laughs> so he's so one of the first ones. Okay. Does it get so freakier from mid- here? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, freakier than that. So um, the next one I want to tell you about is uh, Matthäus Buchheim. Buchheim? I think that was his name. Let me get up the correct pronunciation spelling on here. Matthäus Buchheim. What did he have, like, seven noses? So, M- Matthäus Buchinger. Oh. Who I will uh, put Buchinger. on the big screen for you now. He uh, was born in Germany with no arms or legs. Oh, so he was. Yep. But okay. he was a... Um, uh, he was like a magician and uh, an artist. This is a, this picture I've got up here, that's a self-portrait that he made. That's pretty good. What? How? Quite, quite detailed. The dude, uh, yeah, so he was from Germany. He His nicknames were the greatest G- living German uh, <laughs> and the little man from Nuremberg. The greatest living German. Amazing. 
He w- he travelled like, around and he was uh, born in uh, 1674 and died in 1740, aged 65. He died in uh, Cork in Ireland. He settled down in, in Ireland. Like doing loads of shows after he failed to get an appointment with King George the First of England. An appointment, like just yeah. being one of his homies, basically. Well, just sort of hanging out there and being a rarity. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, Buckheimer's fame was so widespread um, that the term Buckhanger's boot existed in England, which was a euphemism for the vagina, because the only limb he had was his penis. Wow. Lol. And this man had uh, over seventy children. What? What? Yeah. Let so, me... like, it was all the women in that in that transaction, because how he couldn't like, or would he rock back and forth to sort of? I mean, I'm not expecting know. you to give well, me an answer. Over seventy he kids. He was he was well, married. Like... He was married four times. Were they trying had... to make more of him? Were they like, this guy's great? Let's breed him. So he was married four times, had at least fourteen children by eight women. But he's also rumored to have children with as many as seventy mistresses. Mistresses. Um, despite um, what? Yeah, yeah. So, d- but despite his handicap, he was an accomplished magician, causing balls to, dis- to disappear from under cups and birds to appear from nowhere. He was also said to be unbeatable at cards. Uh, was great at shooting. Uh, he liked to build ships in bottles. The and fuck, had what did he shoot with? <laughs> he had tremendous dexterity, in spite of his disability. Apparently, Ow! this all sounds like a load of bullshit. He could play uh, the trumpet, the flute, no, he, the hell no, boy, the duck climber. He's got no limbs except for <laughs> arguably his penis. Apparently, I, I don't believe this. Come so on, you see now. the you see the picture I've got on the screen there. That's I a self-portrait it. by him. And this picture on this screen is a close-up of his hair, which has the Lord's Prayer. In it, that's how detailed that is. The picture of himself. What? So, I don't. I don't trust this. Well, this is. You can. You can look it up. There's lots of stuff about him. We gotta get that time machine up and running. Yeah, we'll if move. I had a time machine, I'd want to go back and meet this guy. Just like play the play the flute. Yeah. Okay, now play the trumpet. Okay, okay now, now shoot a gun. Shoot all the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> now now breed a child. Yeah, father a child. Show me all of your mistresses. <laughs> So They're just ready and waiting in yeah. the next room. <laughs> yeah. like sardines. Uh, the 19th century, that was when freak shows really became like commercially successful. Like, oh, yeah. You could build That's a when business the, all the freak shows it. sold out. Man. Uh, this is when people like P.T. Barnum Oh, yeah, P.T. Barnum. P.T. Uh, Barnum, yeah. who was... Uh, the great circus man. Yeah, he was like a circus performer, showman, and businessman, and politician. The, the Hugh Jackman musical about him is that, is that about, about him that's big oh. at the moment yeah that's which, interesting appara- which that apparently is... whitewashes a lot of stuff uh, well it's, of it's interesting it's... that that's about him right now because they've um the circus he set up like closed down for good like last year a couple yeah, years ago yeah a couple of years ago wasn't it yeah because basically their whole thing they were known for was using like elephants and animals yeah. like that and yeah. then obviously eventually they're like well you can't do that it's cruel to the elephants so they and stopped they doing it and then like ticket sales dropped like nothing and then yeah it's over but he's considered the father of modern day advertising, uh, one of the most famous showmen slash managers in freak show history. Uh, he said famously, I don't believe in duping the public, but I believe in first enticing them and then pleasing them. By du- but duping them as well. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the time. I mean, so at least opened, a bit. opened his museum in 1840, which had rotating acts like the fat lady. Like they're all on a spit rotating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wait, it was no. a museum. Like a, yeah. freak, a freak museum. It's like a museum of curiosity sort of thing. To like make it seem a bit more cultural. Yeah. Such acts as the fat lady, 
midgets, uh, a giants, fat lady. and this got over four hundred thousand visitors a year. What? One of his uh, early acts that he adopted was General Tom Thumb, also known as by his real name as Charles Stratton. Did he look like a thumb? He was four years old, but was. Uh, PC Barnum told the public he uh, was 11. And that's it, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped growing when he was six months old. So he's only 25 inches tall. Oh, could he like... He weighed how much? much? 6.8 kilograms. Yep. And weighed 6.8 kg. Like little Tom Thumb. With heavy, quote, with heavy coaching and his natural talent, he was taught to like imitate Napoleon and... Uh, um, well, people from, uh, from Napoleon to Hercules... He'd imitate them. Uh, by five, he was drinking wine. By seven, he was smoking cigars. He met Queen Victoria, who was amused. Oh. But also saddened by him. Oh. But he oh. was paid $150 a week, which I did some uh, calculations, and that's $4,500 a week in today's money. Jesus. This, he this owned kid a was, yacht. And he was like, what, yeah. seven? He owned a yacht. He retired uh, and lived in one of the most esteemed neighborhoods in New York, dressed in the nicest clothing money could buy. That's insane. This is all insane. The nicest baby clothing, I imagine. But the most popular act that Barnum had, Ooh, uh, the highest grossing act, was the tattooed man, <gasps> George Contentious. Con- what? Contentious. Yeah. George Contentious. He claimed to be a Greek Albanian <laughs> prince raised in a Turkish harem. <laughs> and he had 338 tattoos covering his body. Each one was ornate and told a story. His story was that on a military expedition he was captured by native people who gave him the choice of either being chopped up into little pieces or receive full body tattoos, which I think is the most obvious would you rather ever. Yeah. yeah. Apparently the process took three months. I mean, it would hurt how they'd do it yeah, back and then. And Contentious was the only oh, hostage yeah. he survived. probably get an infection, but... Uh, he produced a 23-page uh, book which detailed every aspect of his experience and drew a large crowd. Um, when he partnered with Barnum... Uh, he began to earn more than a thousand dollars a week, which, through my other calculations, is thirty uh, k a week Oof. in today's money. That's so. Barnum himself must have been absolutely mm. raking. His in. his wealth was so staggering that the New York Times wrote he wore very handsome diamond rings and other jewelry valued together at about three thousand dollars at the time. So that's about eighty ninety thousand dollars today. Year money. This, this is the, the uh, mid to late eighteen hundreds. This is. Yeah. So 1891 is when he died. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he donated half of his life's earnings after he died to other freaks who didn't make as much money as he did. This guy I suppose, sounds I suppose great. that was nice of him, ultimately, yeah. Someone uh, should make a film about him. But Barnum was... Maybe hire someone yeah. charismatic who can sing. But because he was a showman, <laughs> was Barnum, he had a lot of, um, well, what do you call it, hoaxes. In it throughout his career. One oh of his yeah. most famous, though, was when he very first started, which uh, he hired a, a blind, paralyzed former slave, hired her for $1,000, uh, and claimed that he was she was 160 years old, and she was actually only 80. But that was it, and that, ha- that, that helped Barnum make a weekly profit of nearly $1,000, which is, uh, you know, the uh, 30K a, a week. Yeah, because he probably just had his bit, and people yeah. come in constantly just giving little... That's it. And I mean, you know, he was still criticised, and rightly so, for his exploitation, but he, out of all the big names, actually paid his stars quite handsomely. I suppose back then, if you were that sort of like person who was different, you could do a lot worse than being paid a shitload of money to for people to just look at you. It's like the whole midget debate. Now, when Vern Troyer died, 
rest in peace. Mm. You know, uh, I think it was in the Guardian. Like, uh, did I just say midget? Sorry, I meant dwarf. Mm. Some dwarf wrote in the Guardian all about like, oh, Vern Troyer like basically sort of ruined my childhood because I just got called mini me all the time, and that's fair enough. Like, you know, that really sucks for that guy. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, is it saying that dwarves can't play comedic characters? Yeah. Yeah. They can't make fun of themselves. Vern Troyer was clearly yeah okay with it. He was well. No, he clearly wasn't. He killed himself. Oh, was he? No, no, I mean with playing Mini-Me. Oh, yeah. He, he, was seeming, he was seemingly all right with that. Well, at the time, I imagine. Yeah. But, you know, you never know what happens behind, behind the scenes. But supposedly True. this is... this So this whole freak show obsession in Britain and America, uh, from, like, 1840 to 1940, it was, like, 100 years of strong, like, peak show, freak shows at their peaks. Mm. Uh, you watch the film Freaks? No. Because uh, that's a classic film starring real... Freaks. Oh, I've seen bits from it actually. I've seen the dinner table scene. Todd Browning's Freaks, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it went on for like a hundred years. But some say that this is where, like, Britain and America get their modern day like fixation with the perfect body and shunning people who are different. It's just through that I've been able to pay to go and watch a, to go and look at a freak and feel better about your own body. Yeah. Interesting. Get away from me, freak. Yeah. Where uh, are your limbs? God. Ugh. Have you ever seen that guy? Uh, he was in Freaks, the film, uh, and he was also lim- limbless. No limbs. But he could uh, roll a cigarette and, and light it. Oh. With, 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 like, his tongue. Pretty good. And, like, going. his mouth. Wow. There's a video of the video of him doing it. It's crazy, crazy check, bad times. Check that out, listeners. Yeah, do that. Uh, Tom Norman was uh, P.T. Barnum's sort of English counterpart who was a renowned Victorian showman, travelling exhibitions such as Eliza Jenkins, The Skeleton Woman. Tom Norman is mm. the most normal name I've ever heard. Yeah, Tom, Tom Norman. Norman. It sounds like it's made up specifically to like you know denote the normality of this man. Uh, most famously in 1884, Norman came into contact with Joseph Merrick, sometimes called The Elephant Man. The Elephant Man. man. Young man from Leicester who suffered from extreme deformities. Merrick arrived in London into Norman's care. Norman initially shocked by Merrick's appearance and reluctant to display him, nonetheless exhibited him at his penny gaff shop <laughs> in Whitechapel Road. Oh, so he like bought him or something? Like, or he arranged for him to just come live with me yeah, and I'll exhibit yeah. you, mate. Yeah. And then he turns up and he's like, ooh. Yeah. Okay, well, let's uh, do this. Okay, I'm not really sure about this, but did it anyway. And then the modern day um, freak show that's. Uh, come about 4chan <laughs> ah! no the 999 eyes freak show founded in 2005 is the last genuine traveling freak show in the united states oh uh, yeah but it put this one portrays freaks in a very positive light like yeah what different what's different is beautiful and includes modern day celebrity freaks like the black scorpion who's the black scorpion the black scorpion is uh, what's, wrong, what's wrong with his face? He's a writer, director, performer, known mostly for his contribution to the revival of the modern freak show and sideshow arts, known for his bizarre and surreal stage performances, multicolored self-designed bandit mask okay. and shoes. So it's just he, a mask that he's wearing there. Oh, I thought he had like some messed up oh, eyes. He no, has the lobster claw. He syndrome. has the lobster claw syndrome on his hands. Oh, he is that a, it? Yeah. Is that? Oh, and that's why he's called Black Scorpion. Yeah, because he's black and he has th- those hands. Ectrodactyly. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, he joined the cast at Coney Island and started this own it, it, this own uh, show. 
Okay. But, you know, he's a modern-day modern yeah. day freak. Okay. Just, it's like just being an artist, really. Yeah. Using, using the way you look as, yeah. as art nowadays. Yeah. So, um, and back then, too, but just in more of a, like, just a come see it yeah. sort of way. That's basically what it was. Seems like nowadays it's more like do a performance. Yeah, and yeah. Very much so. Yeah, it's like it's more of a be, show. Be confident and stuff. Not rather well, than just standing in a room and have people look at. Well, yeah, well, a lot, a lot of the freak show things I find about now because I like saw something at download the other day. It wasn't like you know listed as like a freak show, but it was like a circus themed thing. Yeah, and like there was a dude like swinging a bowling ball from his knob and thing, things <laughs> like that, and like people like you know drilling nails into their noses and things like yeah. that. Like, I think I think that that's the kind of freakishness that's. Yeah. Taken over. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Rather than actual, just like disabled Did, and deformed yeah. people. Because it's well, this is what it is. In in the forties, like medical advances means that a lot of these things people were able to get diagnosed. So people were weren't freaks. Like people actually knew what was wrong. With people and sort of the the mystique and the mystery of it all sort of faded away. All right, so it's not then, like where did they come from? Yeah, it's, it's we like, know about genetic diseases now. That's so it. That's yeah. So in the forties, it kind of started to drop off, and then it's been a, a it was a fast decline. And then, uh, so circuses sort of took over the that route, and then yeah, yeah, that, that, that's freak shows. And they just it's circuses the, swapped over to exploiting animals instead of freaks. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I guess mm-hmm. they were probably doing that anyway. Mm-hmm. I suppose. But yeah, I thought just some incredible stories reading through that. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, Lazarus and Jonas. Yeah, I mean, you know, like. No matter what else, at least they were making bank. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the the oh, famous yeah. ones were. I imagine a lot were. were yeah, not. that that's that that's like being like a, a guy in a freak show who was only like slightly freaky. So it's like, all right, you get like you know minimum wage, but we're still gonna like display you and stuff. And yeah, the guy with like, the guy with no fingernails. On yeah, hand. Or, or like you know the guy with like a, 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 a like a smushed nose or like yeah. A guy who, like, it looks like he has a third nipple, but it's just a birthmark. That's it. It was, um, well, it's like there were a lot of exploited people back then, obviously. Oh, It was just, you know, non-white people were just said to be, uh, uh, or had a disability, were just said to be from unknown races or cultures. I think Pixar could do a good film set in a freak show. Yeah, make it all heartwarming. Yeah. The Wild Men from Borneo. Maybe. The wild men from Borneo. Yeah. Mentally disabled guys. That's a bit. It was basically back in those days. Like being mentally disabled was enough uh, enough to. Yeah. Just. To uh, make you a, a freak. Exceptionally strong. So wait, this film that's just come out, The Greatest Showman. That's about P.T. Barnum. I'm fairly sure. Can we Google that now? Just I just to confirm. But I'm sure it's P.T. Barnum. Yeah, just said yeah. The Greatest Showman. Yeah. Yeah. What? So Based loosely <laughs> on the life of Barnum. Yeah, I don't think very it's very loosely. accurate. My goodness. How very, very strange. It's a musical. It's, it seemed quite yeah. popular. I saw loads of people on the social media being oh, like, Oh, yeah, apparently oh, it's great. Oh, yeah, like all, all like the sort of basic bitches love it. <laughs> all the basic bitches. I'm sorry. I'm sorry what? to... I've not seen it. I don't even know about it, really. It's just everyone who normally posts about, like, X Factor and Taylor Swift and fucking... No, you are you are right. I've seen that. Like, they've always just been, oh, my God, the greatest show is at the eighth time I've seen it. Because it's, it's like, it's two hours of catchy songs and Hugh Jackman being, being yeah. all charismatic. And yeah. yeah. These and are the same people who probably love to go see a freak show. Yeah. 
They'd be like, oh yeah, it's like embarrassing bodies, but live. Yeah. And to bring it slightly full circle, um, in A Bug's Life, the 1998 film, oh, yeah, yeah. There's the, the circus feature. ringmaster, the circus, the circus yeah. ringmaster is P.T. Flea. Oh God, he is, isn't he? Yeah, and they'll. This I remember the fat yeah, caterpillar. The fat caterpillar. Oh, the freak show. Oh, I can't stop eating. <laughs> I can't stop eating. <laughs> Probably called Gunter. Gunter. Yeah. But that's all I have on the freak shows. Um, thank you for that, me, Joe. It was super interesting. No, it's to awesome. Have you ever heard about that French guy? I've forgotten what his name was, but his whole thing was that he could eat like an extraordinary amount. Oh yeah. And he yeah. had like a giant mouth. Apparently he was a very grim person. It was oh. incredibly disgusting. Like, like he could eat anything, but he was just like it. Like he had yeah. a he had a literally insatiable appetite. Like apparently his mouth was so it, like his mouth like went across his entire face. It was so big that and like he, he he could not help himself but like constantly eat. Like he was never sated, you know. Jeez. And like apparently like his life. Like apparently he he was brought into the hospital for like you know examination. Like doctors were like, this he, is amazing. And then he ate a toddler. Yeah, it's rumored he ate a toddler and that he ate like cats, like just raw. Yeah, just like Jesus. grabbed cats and ate them. He he would eat gravel and like stones. And apparently he just stank and yeah, but like he, he would he, he would steam. Yeah, this guy like he, he's Ugh. sweating he, all the he time. He was in the French army and they tried to like utilize his like amazing eating skills by having him you know swallow like messages <laughs> and then like ship them out but like it didn't work obviously because he stank so it's like there's no way he could sneak across enemy lines because everyone would just be like why, why does it smell like and he was shit? really unhealthy and yeah like what was his there's, what was his there was name? that other french bloke who uh, ate a, an airplane what yeah he eats metal what i no, i know who you mean and he'd eat like forks and just loads of uh, metal and things yeah, yeah, but then he worked to so eating a full airplane. Tarel, Tar- oh, that was this guy, T A R R A R E. Google that guy, and it's disgusting. He 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 ate a toddler. Eat cats and candles. Well, I think that's all we've got time for today, ladies and gentlemen. We'll end on the eating yeah, the toddler. Thank note. you for joining us. Get in touch with us on the email elderschamber at gmail dot com. <laughs> Correct. Any last words, Matt? No. Any last <laughs> words, Joe? Not oblong. today. Oblong, yeah. Chamber. Ooh. Ah. Ah. We'll try we'll try again. Remix. Chamber of Chamber of the Elders. Chamber of the Elders. Chamber of the Elders. Elders, elders. Chamber.